We have a Stanley Cup champion. The Hershey Bears take game three. And is the slow and steady approach best? Or should we go all out in free agency? All that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, where we bring you your team every day. Every dayers, apologies that yesterday's episode went out a little bit late, but it is up and available, uh, should be up on YouTube. And uh, of course, wherever you listen to your podcast, including the Sirius SXM app, all you have to do is search Kraken and Locked on Kraken will show up for you. Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken since the very beginning of the show. And uh, the everydayers, you know that I had a big, big, bad, bold prediction I had to make week one of the show. And since we didn't have any players and we hadn't played any games, I predicted that the Seattle Kraken would win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. That did not come to pass, and, you know, I'm a little bit sad about that for a lot of reasons, but truly congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, to the Florida Panthers. You know, it was quite a ride, but you don't need to take my word for it. Let's go to Armando Velez on his thoughts after the win from Vegas over the Florida Panthers last night. Like that, the magical run that was for the Florida Panthers is officially over. What is up, guys? Armando Velez from the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers lose to the Vegas Golden Knights by a final score of 9-3 to in Game 5 without Matthew Kachuk. And it was reported after the game that Matthew Kachuk had a broken sternum that kept him out of Game 5. And this was a tough hill to climb, even if Matthew Kachuk were to play the Vegas Golden Knights, they just had more depth all over their lineup from their top four lines all, all the way to their blue line as well. Even though the Florida Panthers, in my opinion, had the better goaltender, Aiden Hill was just great and credit to him for what he's done entering the postseason midway through. And it, it hurts a lot, especially with Jonathan Marcheseau being the Conn Smythe winner, then him and Riley Smith being the two guys had touched the cup after captain Mark Stone scored and Mark Stone scored a Hattie on the night for the Vegas Golden Knights. So it, it was a tough one to swallow, but it, a very magical run for the Panthers after upsetting the Boston Bruins in seven, a Brad Marchand breakaway goal in game five from being eliminated early on. And that bought them 16 more playoff games, beating Toronto in five, sweeping the Carolina hurricanes, and then coming into Stanley cup final as an ace seed and barely squeaking into the playoffs with 92 points. So incredible season by the Florida Panthers and Barkoff and Kachuk seven more years on their contract. So the Florida Panthers, like I said, on Tuesday's show, they're just scratching the surface. So listen to this recap of this nine to three loss and reflecting on the season. Make sure to listen to my next episode of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast, your team every day. 
So there goes Armando Velez, I think, you know, putting some perspective on what was a great Florida season. We also heard some things regarding uh, Matthew Kachuk. And yes, it had been reported that he had a broken sternum, lots of players. Um, Paul Maurice had a really great speech that he gave uh, to Jackie Redman immediately following the game. And, um, you know, he, he really reflected on how tight knit he felt that the Florida team had gotten. And he even removed himself a little bit from that as the head coach, but that that was one of the things that really stands out to him. So I'm curious to see what, that means for Florida next. Uh, of course, Vegas, as you heard from Armando, they won pretty big. Uh, it was in convincing fashion. And, you know, this is what we had been seeing in the playoffs. I'm going to take you to um, I'm going to take you to uh, the, the box score. Uh, but as you heard, it was a 9-3 win, including a Mark Stone hat trick. He got one of those on an empty net goal. But, uh, you know, I was trying to hold fast and stay true to my bold prediction. But Vegas really came with the heat. We had a round table. We had two. But the first round table always stands out to me where Vegas and um, the Kraken we're kind of vying for a spot, really felt that Edmonton was gaining some steam. And then all of a sudden, here comes Vegas. But the outlier that we both talked about was goaltending. What a performance by Aiden Hill. Let's start with him, to be honest. Um, in this game, uh, 32 saves out of 35 shots faced, and 914 was just a beast. You heard Armando say that he thought that Barbasov was the better goaltender a lot of times as someone from the outside looking in, quite honestly, it didn't look like it. But uh, so Aiden Hill, what a story there. Uh, the Golden Knights, they won the faceoff battle. They were actually outshot by the Panthers. Um, power play, you can see here, um, neither team scored on the power play, but the Florida Panthers didn't score at all on the power play in this series. Special teams matter. And uh, block shots, that kind of buy-in. So again, the Panthers had more shots and the Golden Knights had more block shots. So even when Aiden Hill wasn't completely standing on his head, uh, it was just a really good overall game. So congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know, it's not how I wanted this to end. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we'll get to cap friendly in a minute, but it's obviously not what I wanted. I was a little snarky because apparently some Vegas podcasts were talking about my bold prediction. It's a bold prediction for a reason, folks, but either way, um, you know, game recognized game. So congrats to you, Jack Eichel. What a story. And um, I mean, there's so many people on that team, right? White cloud and the foolishness that he had to deal with. Uh, you've got Phil Kessel on that team. And, uh, the one thing though, that I found interesting, and we're going to talk about this later on in the show is I do think there's a different philosophy between the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's because there had to be, if you hear Ron Francis, we talk about it on the podcast all the time, all the little tricks and tinkering that Vegas could do in their expansion draft was not available to the Seattle Kraken. But I do wonder and that's the tortoise and the hare here, uh, which plays out. And yeah, they win a 
Stanley Cup before us, but they've been playing longer than us. Uh, can we beat that record six, uh, you know, first Stanley Cup within the first six seasons? We'll find out. But how much of this changes what Seattle is doing? How much of it should change what Seattle's doing? We'll talk about that later on the show coming up. We are also going to talk about game three between the Hershey Bears and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We had our watch along last night. So thanks for watching that overtime game. And tomorrow on tomorrow's episode, we'll have Jason Hernandez back with us to break it down and get ready for game four. Remember, three, four, and five will be in Hershey. So are we going to get a game six? Is Jeff going to be able to get to game six? We'll find out. We'll talk about it on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you, excuse me, by FanDuel. Now, we know that the NFL, or excuse me, the NBA and NHL now playoffs are over, but you still want to make sure you know about FanDuel uh, because new customers can get that no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't pan out, it's a great opportunity if you go to FanDuel and the app for promotions that you'll see every day. Uh, It's a safe and secure app and you get paid instantly. No waiting for the money that you earned. Uh, You get it right away. So there's no better place to bet on the playoff action than America's number one sports book. And some of you know that hopefully we had some big winners as both the NBA and now NHL playoffs are over. So visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and get your no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We bring you your favorite team every single day and the everydayers. Hey, we've been talking about that big, big, bad, bold prediction. We talked about it in the first segment. It has come to pass that the Florida Panthers could not get past the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, but you know, there's still good news here for us Seattle Kraken fans because we, of course, are or likely are Coachella Valley Firebirds fans by extension. Now, the good news is we're up in the series. The not so great news is that Hershey got its first win. They got a um, a win in overtime. So it was a 5-4 a five, win when it was all said and done. And this was a wild game. I mean, it had a little bit of everything. Again, it went, it goes to overtime and the Coachella, Hershey Bears were up two to one, um, but then Carson Trewinski gets that goal in the third period, but we give one up right away. And then Cameron Hughes coming up big time. We talked about this on yesterday's episode, had no goals going into uh, this series against the Hershey Bears, lots of assists, but Cameron Hughes finding his own gets uh, two goals in this game last night. But unfortunately, it would be Riley Sutter in um, overtime that would get it done. Uh, Cameron Hughes is your second star of the game. Now, I want to talk a little bit about goaltending. Uh, Hunter Shepard in net once again, uh, 37 shots faced, made 33 saves. That is uh, 25 uh, shots faced for Joy Decord, or excuse me, 25 saves for Joy Decord, five shots, or 30 shots faced, five shots that he let through. 
I didn't think Joey Decord looked great. We were talking about this a little bit on the uh, watch along. I don't think Joey Dax looked great. I definitely don't think our defense looked great. Now, who did look great defensively? That was the Bears. Very impressed. It goes back to something that Jason J.D. Hernandez told us on an episode that we did last week. And this is a high-octane offense versus a really disciplined defense in the Hershey Bears coming to a head. And so the Bears looked comfortable at home. And that can be problematic because they play the next two games at home, which means that in theory, they could take a series lead if they win out all their home games. And that puts the pressure on the Coachella Valley Firebirds then to get it done at Akershire, which I think they can do. So does this become it's, you know, a battle of home, you know, home ice advantage? I don't know. But last night, and Grant Fuhrer was talking about this kind of in the intermission reporting, it was just little things. Uh, it was little things, and we were a little absent-minded. So that's the good news, is that these things are fixable. I think the thing that Coachella Valley, I can't imagine they didn't know this going into the series, but what they definitely got put onto is that Hershey is not going to go quietly into the night, Right. They got here for a reason. And again, they've closed out series without having to go the distance. So this is a Hershey Bears team that can suffocate teams. And we saw a little bit of that um, in the game last night. So we will be back, likely with a watch along. I will keep you updated. Uh, I don't think I have any scheduling conflicts. Unfortunately, I had a little bit of an uh, one of my... Um, I had a little bit of a conflict and then we ran over, but it was a really great conversation. Check out founding four podcast. If you follow women's hockey, unfortunately we had trigger warning. This is a trigger warning. We had a conversation about what's been happening with the women's program at Harvard and some of the allegations that have come out of that program. And so we wanted to spend time with that and we did. So that's where I was missed the first period. That's why I got my goals a little bit confused. So apologies for that. But, um, Coachella Valley, I'm not worried. I didn't like how we played overall, but I'm not worried. Joey Decord will bounce back. He'll snap back. We just have to give him some help. Again, we've talked about it on the live streams. We've talked about it on this show. He's seeing almost 300 more shots than the next goaltender in the AHL playoffs. That's indicative that the Coachella Valley Firebirds need to be more disciplined Um, when it comes to their defensive side of things and protecting the puck. So those are the improvements that I want to see, but stay tuned for tomorrow's episode with JD, where we break it all down coming up next. I want to take us over to cap friendly. Let's take a look at where Vegas is and where the Seattle Kraken are. I've been telling you we're on a three to five year plan. Year three is next season. Is it realistic for us to stay the course or has Vegas winning changed things? We'll talk about that coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. I told you earlier, you can find us on anywhere you listen to audio platforms. Hello for those watching on YouTube. And of course, you can also... uh, Subscribe on YouTube, hit the notifications. So when we have our watch alongs or there's new uploads, 
you'll get that notification. Also, the subscriptions help us get closer to monetization. And once we get to monetization, then, you know, I can guarantee that I go to more Seattle Kraken games. So let's, let's do that. Tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe to Locked on Kraken. Okay, let's go to Cap Friendly. Because now that the NHL 2022-23 season is officially over, we can start getting into free agency. We can start talking about the draft. We can start talking about what moves the Seattle Kraken need to make. But first, let's talk about Vegas, baby, because, well, you know, they're the Stanley Cup champions. It still hurts me to say, but those are the facts. And so uh, this is this is what we're seeing here. Uh, you know, they had an $80 million hit to their cap, only three mil left in cap space. And a lot of conversation has always been about, are they just spending money? Are they throwing money at things? And, you know, there's different articles that you can read that maybe counter that a little bit, which I thought were really interesting, but, um, oh, hello, Colzer, get you out of here. All right, let's go to what they've got coming up. I mean, they've got Eichel. He's not a UFA, an unrestricted free agent until 26, 27. Uh, they really, uh, you know, they're, they're, these are some of the guys that, that they are looking at um, in 23, 24, though. Uh, so I think they're going to be in, in pretty good shape to run it back. Um, you know, they'll have to figure out what they want to do with goaltending. That's going to be big. We see that, you know, it's uh, Aiden Hill, Quick, uh, Brassad, I think is how you say it, Logan Thompson. I mean, Logan's the only one they have long-term. So what's Vegas going to do there? Again, a goalie situation. What, um, what, what's going to happen there? Um, goaltending is so interesting. It's so interesting. Um but, uh, you know, I think if we kind of just take a look at Vegas, they spent a lot of money. They do have some some guys that they'll have to worry about, um, including I mentioned Kessel, three-time cup winner. They'll have to figure some things out. But now let's go to the Seattle Kraken. We spent a lot less. We've kept some of this money. Another thing that you see here is the draft picks. I mean, again, we've got – look at all these draft picks – that's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, we've got ten coming up, three in the second round. Are we going to move these a little bit more? I felt that I've said this before, especially last year during free agency. I felt that we were a little bit conservative. That being said, let's just look at some of the the names that we brought in. Oliver Bjorkstrand. We have him now through twenty six, twenty seven. We brought in, of course, um, we brought in, oh, because he's on injured reserve. I was like, where is he? We brought in Andre Burakovsky. We have him through 27-28. Giannis Donskoy is going to be interesting. Did not play all of this season. Got him in the expansion draft, but, you know, UFA. Martin Jones, UFA. Carson Soucy, UFA. Um, we know Ryan Donato, my favorite UFA and then restrictive free agents, geeky and sprung as well as Borgen, Dunn and flurry. I think you got to bring Dunn back. I think Borgen had a great season as well. Um, 
you know, I uh, I thought I would have liked Donato to get Geeky's contract, but he didn't. Um, Daniel Sprung, interesting. We'll see. I think between those three, the Seattle Kraken really have some decisions to make, especially knowing how Ty Cartier played. Uh, are there other forwards that we can get maybe that Boone help Boone us? I just really like how Ryan Donato works. So, you know, I'm always going to root for him. Uh, defensively, I, I mean, again, Kale Flurry. it's hard to make a case for him. He didn't really crack this roster. So what does that mean? We've talked a little bit in the past about Carson Soucy, and he's a UFA. So, you know, he can shop around. We know, and we talked about it after listening to his exit interviews. He wants to have something in place by July because he wants his family to be wherever they're going to be with his wife expecting, his partner expecting. Um, are there some players that maybe we move? Uh, you know, Megna's an interesting interesting uh, player. We've got him. Uh, he becomes a UFA in 24-25. Phil Grubauer, we have Martin Jones as a UFA. Ah, it still kills me. It hurts my heart that nobody thought to ask Martin Jones a few questions at um, at the exit interviews. He was a massive part of why the Seattle Kraken were successful early on. You know, were we flying by the seat of our pants? Yeah, sure. But uh, I mean, he was in net. He was he was holding it together with a little gorilla glue. Um, Ellie Tolvanen. I think we got to keep. It's going to be interesting because Beneers is an RFA next season. Tolvin in an RFA next season. And this is some of the conversation about the tortoise versus the hare. If we have a big season this year, what is that? I mean, you ha- you pay Maddie Beneers. I think Ellie Tolvin in, you kind of have to pay him. Uh, unrestricted free agent in 24, 25. Alex Wenberg. Interesting conversation. Jordan Eberle, I want to see him stay with the Seattle Kraken for sure. For sure. Uh, you've got Schwartzy until 26-27. Same with Oliver Bjorkstrand. I mentioned that. Yanni Gord then. So you got to figure out what to do with Tolvanen, Beneers, and then you've got Yanni Gord and Tanev as UFAs in 25-26. I think we're likely to hold on to Yanni Gord, Tanev. I don't know. I don't know what we get out of Tanev. I thought he had an okay season, um, but can we find more? And th- these become the difficult questions. Now we're getting to know these guys. We, we like these guys. Turbo. Uh, you know, I, it's, I don't envy what Seattle has to do. They wanted to give these guys a chance. We got to the seventh game in the second round. That's the standard now. You know, that's what I was saying. We said this on Locked on NHL with Gil Martin. I don't know what the expectations were for the Seattle Kraken going into our first playoffs. I mean, of course, everyone was like, well, Vegas made it to the final in their first run. You make it to the final in your first run. It wasn't realistic for us. But what is realistic now? And what moves does Ron Francis have to make? Now, the extension I think is a really smart play. And I didn't get into this when I gave my heart pouring, you know, validation of the extension, but the contract extension for Ron Francis is interesting because for me, that gives him some job security. 
Now, I'm not saying he goes and lights everything on fire, but does he approach things a little less conservatively? Is he willing to take a chance? I think that it's a it's an act of uh, good faith that the Seattle Kraken extended him going into a very important free agency. Then who are we getting in the draft? What's happening with Shane Wright? Ty Cartier, I mentioned, but are there other players that can come up from Coachella Valley and really give us significant minutes? Do we have what we need or do we have to go get it? And that's the tortoise hair of it all. I think that we saw Vegas not afraid to experiment in their first five and then leading up to sixth season. So far, I have seen that it's been more conservative for the Seattle Kraken. And I wonder if that's going to change. I do want us to move a little bit quicker, a little bit with just a, a little bit more spice. And that does mean that some of our favorites, potentially, certainly one of mine, might not be here next season. But that's the business. That's the game of it all. And, uh, you know, that's what it takes to win. So we're going to have to keep up with this. Again, we have our picks in for the Locked On NHL Mock Draft. I asked this question yesterday, but again, yesterday's episode came up a little bit late. So I'll ask it again. Who do you think I picked with the 20th overall pick in the Locked On NHL Mock Draft? Who do you think I picked? I'm very curious. Um, let me know in the comments. Reply at elindsay 8 E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08 on, on social media or at Locked on Kraken. But um, now we get into it. We're going to go back to our exit interviews. We stopped that for a little bit, but we don't have to talk about Stanley Cup. We obviously still do talk about Calder Cup. But we're going to start getting more into the exit interviews to get a gauge of how these guys are feeling. Yeah, I don't think they gave us too much. But again, we'll keep using cap friendly. We'll take a look at you know what the draft board is looking like, what some of the rumors are now that the NHL season is officially over and the Stanley Cup has been hoisted by Vegas. Uh, but we'll get into all of that. It's going to be an interesting offseason, an important one for the Seattle Kraken. Are we going to stay on the conservative pace? Are we going to accelerate it, maybe do a quick step, double, double step? Or are we just going to go for it? There's value. There's risk in any of those approaches. But uh, I'm very curious to see what Ron Francis is going to do. That's our show. Tomorrow we should be joined by Jason Hernandez because it's a game day. It's a Coachella Valley Firebirds game day, game four. Can they get a win on the road? Or uh, are they going to have to take care of business at Acrisure? Tune in to find out. Again, you can find us on your favorite audio platform. You can find us on YouTube. And a serious SXM app, just search Kraken to the everydayers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I love receiving the messages. I love when you're catching up on episodes. Uh, this is what I'll say. I'm learning. Uh, and thank you for being along for the ride. But uh, you know what I'm going to say? Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to each other. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Kraken and let's get fired up on Thursday. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.